Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kingdom of God podcast. I'm your host, King Sean, House of Anden, Hand of Stephen, Kingdom of God. And the last couple of days, or the last five episodes, uh, we've been discussing how to create a legal and lawful identity for yourself. Uh, I used something called a SESTA KV, uh, but basically you're making a declaration of life. And basically today I'm going to be just quickly going over uh, why one would want to do that in the first place, uh, what the importance of it is. Uh, I'm going to touch on a couple of other details that I didn't cover in the first few that are also integral, what kind of information should be in that uh, declaration of life. And yeah, and that's pretty much all I'm going to talk about today. And then in future episodes, we will talk about basically how to navigate oneself and how to use that new um, identification to make your way in the world as, yeah, as a sovereign state of being. So thank you very much for tuning in tonight. I hope you enjoy the show. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Right, welcome back. So I've been talking a lot about, you know, setting up a SESTA KV or creating a declaration of life, uh, which basically is the very first statement uh, or the very first, it's the beginning of your story. Uh, so I said that today I would be talking about why that's important and the reason for it is because uh, obviously, uh, you know, we're living men and women and the birth certificate that one is issued if they uh, apply for one literally is a corporate title. Uh, it, it isn't what a lot of people think it is um, and what a lot of the, I don't know, we're, we're gonna call them guru ganos uh, or whatever people who believe they have everything, uh, figured out, will try to tell you that it is, uh, literally a, a claim upon your life. It is not that, um, what it is, is it's just a title. It's, it's a record. Um, it represents something dead and, uh, you know, in, in fact, instead of complicating it even that far, the easiest way to think about it is just to think about it as the state is setting up what I believe was initially intended to be something of benefit for the living man that's walking around. Um, but what it is, is it's basically a corporation created in your name. And my belief, and I could be wrong about this, I, I don't assert that I'm necessarily correct on this detail, but my, my belief is that it really was set up to be something that would benefit the people not, I don't believe it was set up to try to enslave them. Um, and I believe that the difference between the individual and that position of office that they're holding was always meant to be consciously known. And that's what's happened is that we've been kind of deceived because we perceive them to be one and the same thing. And they're not. If you understand that, you know, the all caps name is a position of office that represents you or whatever, then it would be easy enough to just say, Hey, you know what? I, 
I'd like to quit that office. I don't want to hold that position of office anymore. You'd be able to see it as something, you'd be able to see it for what it is, okay? Um, but not being able to see that for what it is and perceiving that thing to be you, well, of course, no one's going to say, no, I don't want to have anything to do with that because you don't want to, yeah, a house divided against itself cannot stand, right? So you can't deny yourself. Uh, so if people are stuck in that idea that that does, in fact, represent them as a living man or woman, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, the living man or women, um, I can and I will one day potentially get into uh, why the living man and woman do not exist in this commercial world right now. Um, very briefly, I will say that it's because uh, the powers that be, if you will, um, we're actually trying to protect you uh, because it would be a sin to enter into commerce because that's breaking the 10th commandment, which is thou shall not covet. And the entire commercial system is based on this belief that, or the capitalist idea anyways, is based on the philosophy that we're here to basically accumulate as much wealth for self as we can. And that's the sin. And so to keep you and your divine self out of that, they created an entirely separate entity that kind of looks like you a little bit, but it's it's for doing all the devil's work. That's really what it is. Um, you know, we don't know how to behave. We don't know how to share our stuff. We want to claim everything for ourselves. When in reality, anybody with a logical sense of mind knows that we can't own anything. We're going to die one day, every single one of us is going to die one day and leave behind what we what we create in this world. And so, you know, just based on logic and reason, the very best thing that we can do is steward what we have wisely, so that it's in the best condition possible for the next generation. And that's what we're really supposed to be doing. We're just supposed to be stewarding the world for the next generation, and continually improving upon it. So the reason that that document, that creating your own uh, legal entity to represent the living individual, the reason that's so important is because one, in my opinion, does not even necessarily have to uh, revoke the other documents if they don't want to, um, which is why I'm going to be talking and spending more time about how you can move forward with this afterward. But it's very, very important to at least get yourself out on the world stage, so to speak. Because um, your character as a living man doesn't even exist in that fiction yet, right? They only deal with stuff that lives on paper. So you have to have something that represents you as a living individual on paper. That's really the, the, the purpose of the Declaration of Life. Um, you could call it the purpose for my life, um, the declaration of my life's purpose, whatever. Something to that effect, though, because nobody has the right to determine why you were here. Uh, that's, that's something that's between you and your creator, even if you don't believe in God. That's, you know, it's your personal, that's your personal mission to figure out is what your purpose is on this earth. So maybe, you know, maybe your purpose on this earth is to just, you know, accumulate as much wealth as you possibly can. Like there's a, people who 
really, really believe the capitalist idea and, and believe that that's the fine way to go. And that's what the entire commercial system is set up for. So <clears throat> if you want to do that, that's what all of those code statutes and acts are all about. They are um, governing rules for those who have chosen not to share the wealth of the world's resources. Okay. Um, the other reason that it's very important to create this type of a document is so that one can have their proper legal standing if ever required in a court of law. I mean, ideally, nobody ever wants to be dragged into court and hopefully, you know, if you don't ever break the law and you don't ever cause harm to anybody, you'll never have reason to be in court. But there's a lot of people who end up finding themselves in court without ever having caused harm to another individual and are facing what appear to be very, very serious charges. I was one of those individuals. And I ended up taking this route after studying law for a very, very long time <laughs> to try and figure out how I could assert my rights in Canada's courts. And I basically just realized that as long as I go in there with that, with the legal entity and the legal standing that the state had provided for me, I was never going to get any kind of I, it was a, I mean, I, I might've been lucky, but basically it's a crapshoot. Okay. And I didn't do anything. You know, I, I absolutely knew I was innocent. I know I am innocent. My creator knows that. So why would I ever want to subject myself to, I was like, really, I was looking at, I think it was 14 years maximum if I, you know, all things considered. And that's really, really serious, especially for a guy who wasn't doing anything except I was literally doing tarot readings for uh, people while I was waiting for a bus to bus home from Toronto. So, yeah, that's why I almost did 14 years in jail for it. Or not really, because <laughs> it didn't actually come close, even anywhere close to a conviction. But that's what I was charged with. And, you know, I don't think you, you understand how scary that is until you actually find yourself in that situation. And... And I'm telling you, it'll really do a number on your brain. Um, you know, I'm, I'm forever changed by that experience, obviously. I would never have, you know, gone down this road. I would never have taken the time to figure out how this entire system works, why I didn't have the rights that I had that day. I would have not developed this distrust of the police that I now have. Um, you know, it, it really bothers me that they don't still, that they still don't acknowledge the uh, the charter rights. Because if you read the uh, police officer's oath in Canada, it specifically states what their position of office requires them to do, which is first and foremost to honor Her Majesty, her heirs and successors and all that. Very first thing is to the Queen, then to the Constitution, then to the federal laws, provincial laws and municipal laws. It's expressed in that order and that is the priority sequence for which they're supposed to be protecting the laws so your sovereign rights are first because you are equal in rights and authority to her majesty the queen believe it or not that's why she is the defender of the faith and the defender of the people because we're all equal in a common law jurisdiction we are all kings and queens and so that is the point to having a sovereign as the head of state, because if our sovereign rights are ever trespassed upon, Her Majesty is the one you want to complain to. 
because her representatives are supposed to be honoring her position and title. So that's really the reason I suggest that everybody creates one. I think it's in every single individual's best interest to create their own legal and lawful entity that re represents them as a living man or woman. Uh, and I just want to disclaim for any future calls that I might be on, if I ever use the word man in like a general sense, um, that is not in any way, shape or form to discredit the female of man's kind. It is encompassing all of man's kind. Uh, yeah, I think it's actually more uh, sexist to presume that the word man does not include the female variety of our species than it is to presume that it doesn't. That makes any sense. So uh, I'm just disclaiming that now. If I ever do use that in a general sense, it always refers to um, both of man's kind equally and without distinction. So that's one of the reasons. Um, and then the other thing I said I was going to touch on in this call today is what type of information is absolutely integral. I touched on that last time by stating that there must be something that connects you as a living individual to that document. Um, I could give you two suggestions. One of them, uh, and the one I recommend, would be a thumbprint. Uh, the other uh, could be, I don't know, if you're not squeamish, you could potentially even put a drop of blood on that document. And that sounds kind of morbid and gross or whatever, but of course that blood there's only one person with, uh, only one people with your unique DNA. And so, of course, that blood is going to be directly related to you. I don't think it's as effective because in order to prove that, you would also have to provide a blood sample yourself. And I don't want to be having to cut my finger or something like that to prove that the blood on the document is the same as the blood in my body. So I think, you know, a fingerprint is the easiest way to go. Uh, I used a thumbprint. Uh, that's just me. Uh, you could use a handprint. Maybe you could even use your, your foot. Some people like to use a footprint, getting their feet on the land, symbolizing that idea. Uh, but then beyond that, as far as the information contained in the document goes, uh, you want to be very clear about the gift that you're claiming and that the real gift that you're claiming is the calling that was given you by God. So, because that's something that they understand. Uh, again, living men and women literally do not exist in law. It, they just don't. Um, but titles do, okay? And that's what they're doing. They're, they're creating, your birth is basically an event. And so that tells a story. That's what the information is. It's a very short story. And that short story is titled with your name or something that looks very similar to your name, except it's spelled in all capital letters. So that's what it is. And what we're doing is creating a new entity that's still not going to be living, right? That piece of paper doesn't live, but it does represent a, a different legal status than the other piece of paper that they give you. So you're just basically changing it up. This new piece of paper is like having the right bower in a game of Euchre. Uh, you know, it trumps everything else um, because the living man is is the supreme law of, of the land. Uh, yeah, man, God gave man dominion over all living things and none but God would have given dominion over man. 
uh, and that's that's just basically a uh, an inarguable truth. Uh, it's self-evident, if you will. Um, so that's what you would like to have, how you would like your calling expressed legally should be expressed in that way on the form or on the uh, declaration that you're creating because you are now using your calling as a new legal personality that represents a living individual. Uh, does there need to be a date of birth on it? I say no, but I've already explained how, you know, I had a prosecuting attorney tell me that it did not meet the requirements of an identifying document because it didn't have a birth date on it. So you might want to put one on if you're okay with using the uh, Anno Domini calendar. I don't do that because I don't even want to acknowledge that calendar. That's a fictional timeline as well. I'm living in the real world. That's some kind of construct by man. Um, and I'm looking at everything basically very sort of esoterically. But, you know, that's the reality of it for me. Uh, so I don't know if you want to have a date of birth on there or not. I, you know, that's entirely up to you. Uh, but your name 100% should be on there. And you should be very, very clearly expressing in that document what one believes their divine purpose is under God. That's, that's what the declaration should be. It's a, you're, you're basically letting the government and the world, you know, your fellow neighbors too, know what you came to this earth to accomplish. It wasn't determined or predetermined by government, which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, oh no, you came here to play this role on the world stage. You came here to be a capitalist and a consumer and to pay taxes into your government. But I didn't come here for any of that stuff. You know, that's not what God sent me here to do. So I'm telling the government what God put me here to do. And that uh, is how you're basically setting up your own trust relationship in that document. Or you're basically expressing your trust in God to government. And I believe it's actually called an express trust, but I'll get into that again in another episode, and I'll explain how trusts work as well, uh, because I haven't actually experientially um, employed my Sesta KV as a trust yet, but I am suggesting that if I were to ever go into a court, I can hand over my Sesta KV to anybody in the court, preferably a judge or justice, and say, I'm hereby appointing you as uh, trustee. I'm the beneficiary of my trust in God, and I'm hereby appointing you as my trustee. And you hand that over to the court justice, and now they're bound by the terms of the trust agreement that's in that document. Um, so that's why I believe it's very important, because as sad as it might sound, uh, if an individual hasn't done this, okay, then as a living man or woman, uh, you're not leaving any mark on the world at all because everything, whether it's a book that you write, whether it's a piece of artwork that you create, whether it's uh, a business, well, that's 
I guess, self-evident. But any of those things, they're not, they're not actually going to leave a legacy behind in your name. They're, they're actually leaving behind a legacy in the name of the corporation. So, you know, if I write a book under the name that was given to me by the state, well, I become basically a Canadian author. And I'm just going to tell you right now that I actually have published a book. The Canadian government did <laughs> demand that I produce two copies for them. They wanted one for the National Archives and one for the Canadian Library or the Library of Canadian Authors or something. I can't remember exactly. I think that's what the two copies were for. But, <clears throat> you know, and this is long before I'd done any of this stuff. And I just thought, you know, what kind of audacity does the government have to say that they that I owe them two copies of my book. Like what, I, everything I produce belongs to the government? Uh, well, unfortunately, yes, that's that's exactly how it works. Unless you're actually claiming authority over your life and your creations. Okay, so that's the purpose of it. If you actually wanna have, and I don't believe in ownership, but I mean, I do have the right to exclusive custodianship over my own creations, at least for the course of my life. I'm, I'm responsible for stewarding my creations uh, for the next generation. So that's the other reason I think it's important because I think most of us, you know, we want to, we want to leave something behind, don't we? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm unique in that way, but I do. I, I want my name to be left behind. I don't want to be known as a Canadian author. I want to be known as an international author, one of the people of the world, not a people of Canada. As far as I'm concerned, nationalism is just really a sophisticated form of narcissism and, and separation that allows one person, because of their patriot beliefs, to believe that they and their people are superior to another, you know, nation and their people. It's ridiculous, uh, you know. So this is why we have wars, right? Uh, anyway, um, so I think that's it. I just wanted to make sure that I touched on why why this is so important um well to me i think it's important to exist in the world as a legal entity that is entirely your own i i don't want to allow someone else to determine what jurisdiction and authority of law i'm going to be subject to because i didn't you know i didn't bother to take the time to assert what my life and purpose was all about and that's the real reason that i've done it uh, and it has helped me tremendously in asserting my rights and keeping my, yeah, maintaining my own reputation. So I'm hoping it can be equally beneficial to the people listening to this call. Um, yeah, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, I just want to say a couple of other things moving forward for other shows. I do listen to my podcasts after I've produce them. And one of the things I am going to be working on that I've noticed that I don't really like about my show so far is I say I'm a little bit too much and uh, I do that too much. I'm conscious of it. I'm working on it and I'm going to see if I get better. So I, I prefer to just stop cold than do things like um and uh, so I am working on that. And I believe that the content that's going to be coming up over the next little while is going to be 
perhaps even more beneficial to people than the first five shows. But that's how you get started. Everything else after that, that's when things get really exciting and also a little bit more challenging if you don't know what you're doing. But that's why I'm going to be focusing on that, to try and take some of the fear out of navigating your way in the world once you've created your own identification. And let's face it, how cool is that to be able to go somewhere and say, no, this is my own. Trust me, I, I go to places and I show my government ID and and I say, yeah, no, this is my own. I, I created my own ID. It's approved by the government. Take a look. And people don't even know what to say. <laughs> like they really don't because nobody wants to argue with the attorney general, you know, and uh, so it is kind of cool. And I think everybody should do that. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, okay. I think that's it for today. So thank you very much for chiming in. I'm going to come back with a very quick outro, and I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Ciao for now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, lords and ladies, kings and queens, that's our show for today. Uh, I hope you found the first series beneficial, and my intent really is to, I've had a lot of people coming to me and asking me, you know, how how to basically correct their status legally. And for the longest time, I was telling them that I'm not really the right guy to ask because I'm still figuring things out myself. Um, one of the reasons that, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this podcast because I don't necessarily feel that way. In fact, I don't feel that way anymore. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Uh, the techniques that I've used have been very, very successful for me. And that's not necessarily to say that there is one foolproof way to do anything. What I'm going to be covering over the next little while is, you know, the hard stuff. What I've explained so far really is just the easy part that's creating a foundation. And the reason that I want to stress that I think everybody should do this is because there's no obligation on your part to do anything further after that. I mean, if you're not ready to to actually make any significant change to your life. You don't have to. Uh, from my experiences so far, they don't know how to correct all of the public trust accounts and everything else that's been set up with those. So it's only going to be received as a notice. There's not likely going to be any change in the public sector on the government's part. They're not going to do anything over there that changes anything dynamically. Uh, all it's going to do is provide you with a new uh, legal status so that you can start making changes in the public sector in other ways. And that's the kind of thing that I'm going to be talking about in future episodes. So it doesn't matter if you're working at a job, I'm, you know, this doesn't mean that you got to quit your job or that you've got to, I don't know, that you got to change anything drastic about your life. You don't have to change anything about your life right now. This is about just having security for your legal rights. And that's all it is. Uh, you know, this could be something you just keep stashed away in a cupboard somewhere. And heaven forbid you ever get a speeding ticket or, or some other, you know, ridiculous, stupid charge that, you know, doesn't involve any injured party. You know, you can you can take this into court and you can you can have fun with it. If you are more serious about actually, you know, navigating your way in the world as a, as a sovereign individual, 
then it can be used for that purpose too as you develop confidence working with it and using it. So I'll be talking about that more. But in our next show, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be doing something just a little bit different just to get away from just to get away from the subject matter for, you know, one day out of the week. Uh, it's Friday in my microcosm tomorrow. And on Fridays, I like to do a blog post called Freelance Friday Edition, the fabulous Freelance Friday, where I just kind of talk about whatever I wish. And so that's what I'm going to be doing in tomorrow's call. I'm just going to be talking about some of the things that are going on in the world. I'm not even sure what yet, uh, but there's always something crazy going on. So I'm going to be talking about that, how that applies to you know, being the hero of your own story. And yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting because it'll be something different. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Uh, I really do hope that you're gaining something from this show. Again, uh, check out my friends podcasts if you're interested in learning more about how to navigate your way in the real world. Uh, you can check out my friend Brian Glenn Parker's podcast over at Tactical Sovereignty. I'll provide a link in the comments with this episode. And uh, yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Have a wonderful night. Ciao for now.